The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Indie authors now wear more hats than ever as we strive to create a career full of meaning, prosperity, and potential. We've juggled the demands and continue to be rebels in the face of adversity. Now, after years of hearing the shouts of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place are the seeds of a better way to rapid release. A way that feels incredible as we build a sustainable, lifelong author career that not only increases our visibility and royalties, but it's all done with intention and ease. If you're ready to buck the system and become the visionary authorpreneur I know you're meant to be, you've come to the right place. I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. I am so glad that you're here today. So we are going to be talking with an amazing guest today. But before we get into the interview, I just have to say, I am so thrilled with some of these guests that I've been bringing in lately. And it just goes to show you that when you start vibrating at a certain level, come on, guys, get your head out of the gutter. When you start (laughs) putting out and emitting a frequency, like energies very much are attracted to like energies. It's just law. It's how it works. And nothing could be more true than when you look at the people who are coming into my sphere lately because of this law of attraction and manifestation stuff that I've been so interested in. So today, my podcast guest is Joe Buer from Alchemy for Authors. Now, Joe and I met actually originally through Emma Desi. And it's been such an interesting endeavor because Joe and I have so much in common. Not only are we interested in things like manifestation, law of attraction, but we also are interested in the paranormal, ghosts. We have had certain weird occurrences happen in our lives, and we actually have very similar family structures where we've had someone in our life who has a slightly different mentality or grows up with a a slight disability, and so we have had to adjust to that. And it's altered our perceptions on how to deal with people, how we look at the way people think, how it's interesting to understand other people's perceptions of things, and how that then has turned around and played a role into our writing. Now, one of the cool things when we're talking is Joe has so many unique and incredible insights about so many different things. And I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say, because she's going to talk not only about her podcast, which is amazing, by the way. So if you have not checked out Alchemy for Authors, you need to go check that out. I will make sure that there's a link in our show notes for it. But she also talks about her journey into writing and how this has actually been a long time coming and how the pandemic kind of spurred on her desire to start writing and doing the things she really wanted and was really feeling called to do. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the interview because I want you to listen to all of her amazing insights, not only with her writing, but also with her podcast. So here we go. Let's hop into it. Well, hello, Joe. Thank you for joining the Author Revolution podcast. I am so glad that you are here today. 
So in the introduction, I told my audience a little bit about how we met and kind of how you entered my sphere a bit. And so I'm just curious, would you be willing to share a little bit about more about you and you know what you do and why they should be listening? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I am just so excited. It's so great to be here. Uh, so a little bit about me. I am both new to the author world and feel like I was born into the author world is pretty much how it is. Yeah. 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 So I published my first book in 2020 and I published a novel and a short story collection and then did the same in 2021 and I'm working on another novel now. So in that respect, I'm really new to the indie author world and putting myself out there and my words out there and everything that goes along with it. But at the same time, I think I knew when I, on my sixth birthday, in fact, I knew that I wanted to be an author which is ridiculous because I, I don't even know if I knew what an author was, sure. but I, I've always loved books, even younger than that. And I just remember it being my sixth birthday and I was a very shy, quiet girl at school and barely said boo to anybody. And I was just really excited because it was writing time and we were sitting down and I was like, oh, I'm six years old. I'm like an adult now. So I'm just going to write the best story ever. And my teacher's just going to be so wild. And I don't know what it was that made me think that I had been imbued with a special writing gift with turning six, but somehow I did. And I was so excited to, to do my writing. And I honestly thought the teacher was going to love it, that she was going to make a big show of it in front of the class and the kids were all going to clap and I was going to be everyone's best friend. And it was just going to be wonderful. And so I sat down and I wrote my story and it was about a My Little Pony that I'd been gifted for my birthday. Love it. And I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write like an adult and I'm going to write it all in capital letters. And I don't know, I, don't, I have no idea why I thought adults wrote in capital letters, but I thought I was just this sophisticated and awesome. And so I did that and I was just waiting there with my heart racing and this smile like on my face with my hand up waiting for the teacher to come around and look at my beautiful words, which I'm sure was just a sentence like, um, it's my birthday and I got a My Little Pony. I'm sure that was it. Um, <laughs> but I put my hand up and the teacher came around and I was just waiting there with anticipation because the whole room was silent. Everyone else was still writing. And she totally just burst my bubble and lay into me for writing capitals. Like, we don't write all capitals in our stories. This isn't what we do. What were you thinking? And I was so mortified and embarrassed and absolutely crushed. And this inner stubbornness in me went, huh, well, I'm going to prove you. You're not going to, you know, I'm yeah. going to be a writer. So it was really weird. It was like my sixth birthday that I just knew that this is the world for me. And then I did what so many of us do. And I, well, I continued like writing and, and you know, I, I think I was even like nine years old and I was writing and um, sending entries into writing competitions and into publishers because back, so this was in the 1980s <laughs> yep. and um, back in a lot of books, chapter books and that then they would sometimes have the publisher details and where you could send a manuscript. And so I, I did all that when I was a kid and I sent in my, I think it was probably handwritten little stories that I'd written and, and obviously heard nothing, went on a slush pile. And yeah, you know, I always had that interest in getting my words out there. And I always talked about being 
an author growing up and I went through my angsty teen years of all the wonderful poetry or yes. not so wonderful poetry <laughs> and like all that all good do. stuff. <laughs> we do, we do. And yeah, and words were always my thing, but I had zero confidence and no role models that, like I, I didn't know any authors or anybody had ever written a book. And there was always this idea that you didn't make money from writing and it wasn't a real job. So, you know, like it's a nice dream and it'll be a great hobby, but yeah, not something that was a reality. So I went on and I did all the things that a lot of us with these creative passions do, which is take on a whole lot of real jobs, I guess. Yep, yep. <laughs> and um, yeah, just, just I know what you mean by things. that. <laughs> yeah, that just don't really fulfill you. And so there's always that nagging in the background. And it took me a long time. In fact, it took my deepest, darkest days to realize that I no longer gave an F about what other people thought and I was just going to do it. And so up until then, and so that was in 2020, but up until then, I had spent years studying. I studied creative writing at university. I did other courses. I listened to so many podcasts, read so many books. I had been doing all the learning for most of my life. So even though I'm a new author in this world, I feel like I've always been an author. Yeah. That's because you have, it's been there. It's just been percolating. Absolutely. I love that so much. So what, what changed then in 2020? What was the, the catalyst that helped you to finally kind of go over and make a change? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I hear, you know, 2020 was a magic year for so many people in positive and negative ways. Absolutely. I think with COVID and everything like that, it really brought our mortality to light. You know, there was a whole lot of percolating fear and everything going on in the entire world. And so it got you thinking about what was really important. And now I'd had quite a few years lead up to that. And then I had been in a job that was pretty horrible, to be honest. Um, There was a lot of bullying in that. And you never think that you're going to be on the end of like adult bullying, but it can happen to anybody. And yeah. And so it was really nasty and it all kind of came to a head at the very, very beginning of 2020. And I guess it was just this perfect kind of, I don't know, chaos all brought together with a lot of ugliness going on in my day job. And I was so desperate to leave, but didn't think I could leave. And my self-esteem was absolutely shot. I was dealing with anxiety and depression. And then good old COVID comes into the world. (laughs) And I was like, well, screw everybody, screw everything. I'm just going to, who knows how long I've got to live. I'm completely unhappy. So I've got nothing to lose for just going all in with just doing what my heart has kind of been singing for for so long. So yeah, I don't really know why exactly I took that route and instead of just like giving up. Cause like I said, I was dealing with some kind of horrible depression and anxiety and that, but it was just almost that freedom that I was really struggling. I had nothing to lose. It's because your mindset shifted from that, that bleak moment to the relief you were looking for. And you went, screw it. I'm going to do this thing because it's, yeah. it makes me feel better. I love it. Yeah. And, and I no longer cared as much about what other people thought because I was dealing with some really 
it was in my face what other people thought of me at the time. It was quite nasty. And so it was kind of like, well, you don't like me now. I don't give a damn. I'm going to write my books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And it has been the most just amazing, amazing ride. And I've really put rules in place too with my mindset, particularly in my author life. And that is positivity only. Like I just don't have room for the negative. Absolutely. So yeah. So this is my amazing ride. And in the last couple of years, yeah, my life is unbelievably different. And it's amazing how when you follow your passions and you do those things that really light you up. And in my world, that's, you know, the the writing and the author life, everything changes. And that kind of goes out into other areas of your life as well. Everything changes. So absolutely. And you start incorporating and bringing to you the people who are more positive in your life instead Mm -hmm. of those ones that are, are showing you the things that you don't necessarily feel in harmony with. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That is so cool. It's interesting to me too, because for, for me, COVID, it didn't really change a whole lot for me. I was literally in this whole place of like, I already work from home. I'm already doing all Mm -hmm. the things, but what, what was really kind of the kicker was that whole concept of, you know, you can't live your life in fear. You can't, you can't live your life wondering what if something terrible is going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I grew up kind of always having that belief structure because I grew up with a, a brother who had a brain tumor. And so my mom very early instilled that in us where we don't know how long my brother has, you know, at the time, uh, you know, but so we can't be sitting here worried about what if, because he's here, let's cherish and enjoy the time that we have now. And so it's, it's kind of that same concept for me where during 2020, while everybody else was in this like absolute chaos, it was just like a, a reminder, I think to me mm. that, you know, you have to do the things that you're passionate about. You have to, you know, embrace the things that light you up. And, and it put me on a different journey because obviously I was in the author journey already, but more yeah. towards that law of attraction mindset manifestation mm. side of things too, that I know you and I share, and we'll, we'll be talking about that very soon. Cool. <laughs> so it's just, it, it's interesting how that was such a catalyst year for so many of us. Yeah. It, it was just really a, a big year. So how many, how many books did you say you have published now? So I have two collections of short stories and two novels with my third novel in the works right now. And I have plans for just a million more, really. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, so what the, genres are you in? So I actually find it really hard to kind of narrow down and name my genre. I always tend to go, it's gothic fiction. I've heard it called gothic suspense, literary horror. It's not full-on horror. But yeah, probably gothic sums it up the most. It's it's a little bit dark. You definitely got your, more often than not, there's some good old ghosts in there as well. I love my ghost stories. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. I love yeah. it. That is fantastic. Yeah. How are you inspired with your stories? Like, how do they come to you? Do, do you have, because I know like for me, I have some stories that come where it's like this flash of insight and you're just like, oh, that would be so cool to write. And other times it's, me riffing off with my husband or my PA or, you know, someone else. And sometimes it's literally just, I'm going to outlighten this thing because I kind of want to create a world that's going to look like this. How have your stories come about? Well, they usually just start off with a, just a small little snippet of an idea and they can come from absolutely anywhere. More often than not real life though, because so like I said, I write kind of ghost stories and I write Gothic fiction. And so there's a little bit of the supernatural in that there. 
but it's always been an interest of mine how really unusual real life is right you know like there's there's so many just I've had so many experiences of unusual things happening and ghostly things happening and weird synchronicities that all of those are kind of fodder for my stories can you give us an example of one Oh, well, yeah, I don't even know where to start. So I am very, I am very, very woo-woo. So ghosts have been a part of my life pretty much as long as, or I don't even really like the word ghosts, but spirits and that have been a part of my life as long as writing has been. I've always had a kind of a connection and a fascination with the that world and that afterlife. And for the longest time, I wanted to be a medium. In fact, Heck, if I was granted those magic gifts right now, I would totally take it up. I just have always loved that idea of being able to open people's minds in that to there being more than just what we experience with our normal five senses. And so, yeah, so growing up, I definitely did have a few interactions with spirits turning up or having messages for people. And then you tend to outgrow it a little bit, but I also did all the things I similar to you, I got trained as a Reiki master. I, I um, yeah, learned tarot. I even uh, actually worked as a, a tarot reader for a, a very short while on the side. So that was kind of fun. And yeah, it's just always been a part of my experience. Where it gets tricky is how much of it is... Um, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but sometimes when you start to learn about your characters, they start to feel very much like real people. And, and I do get to wondering if they're not, you know, if they're, yeah. they, they just carry so much energy and realness to them that sometimes it is a little bit thinking, oh, am I channeling somebody in here? Or yeah, is this Absolutely. person actually, yeah. Yep, somebody, I, I, I agree with you. There are characters not all of them, but I, I no. would definitely say that some of them are that powerful. Like when I was mm. writing the Windhaven Witches series, I was dead in the middle of this four book series. And I knew that I would be going back to my Diana Hawthorne series. She had just the, the one book at the time and she just kept coming through where I'm like, no, I'm writing. I am. I'm literally <laughs> writing Haunted Legacy right now. I have to finish Curse Legacy. You're not coming in yet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where they they do, they're like nudging you. Yeah. Like, here's another idea you could put in that book. Oh, oh, wait, wait, Ren, come here. Yeah, you tell her about that other thing. It's like, no, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's exactly like that. And so, with my novels in particular, they do percolate over a really long time, and it can be years. And so, I'm not, I'm not exactly a plotter, but the story seems to unfold gradually in my mind, and I get to know the characters really well, but. Where that gets a little bit unusual is I've had instances where, particularly with my my last book, Unspoken Truths, and I just, I felt the characters so much. Like I really felt those characters so much that I would be, you know, going to my day job or something like that and wanting to turn to a colleague and go, oh my gosh, do you know what just happened with so-and-so? And then I'm like, wait a minute, they're not real people. This isn't really happening. You know, like there'd be those moments where I'd forget that they're not actually, you know, people that I know. Or when I was writing that book, um, yeah, I'd have those moments too with my husband where I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, but this happened and -and so-and-so had, and he's like, what do you mean you had no idea? You're the author. You're like, (laughs) 
creating this story, I'm like, but it all makes sense now. And I had no idea it was just, it was going to connect like this. And yes, yeah, it's definitely like, and un- like tapping into something otherly. I agree. I had a, mm. we had a, um, a group meeting for the Lakes Area Writers Alliance. It's our like local writers group here in town. And one of the, the women who are, is an, a member, and actually she's a student of a lot of the courses here too. She, she was so cute because she was talking about how she was writing her third book. And that was the same thing. Like for her, she's, she's kind of like a skeletal outliner where she does a very, mm. very broad brushstroke of like, this is what's happening beginning, middle end. And that's it. The rest yeah. of it, she just discovery rights. And for her, it was like the same kind of concept where she's writing along and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm opening this door with this character. And I had no idea what was on the other side of the door and I opened the door and it was like, Oh my gosh, there's two dead people, you know, like whatever. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I agree. It's sometimes it really is like that. You can, even when you're plotting, you can have like the best plot in place and you think it's fantastic Mm -hmm. and you're writing along and all of a sudden that's not the twist. This is the twist. Of course, this is the twist. It was always meant to be the twist. And you honestly had no idea. It's so weird. It's so cool, but weird. It is. It's so fascinating. And I'm sure to non-writerly people, it must make us sound completely nuts. I totally get that. (laughs) Probably. But it's just, it's, yeah. And some characters come through and they have very strong opinions. I really, really wanted to give one of my characters a moustache, like a particular character was supposed to have a mustache in my last novel. And he's like, yeah, no, that's, that's not me. I'm like, no, but you have to. And yeah, it's <laughs> you just need a like, distinguishing characteristic. Come on, man. Yeah. No, no, wasn't interested. So yeah, it's funny. really funny. Really funny. Yeah. That is really interesting. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what do you consider your biggest struggle as an author so far? Do you consider it like trying to cre- create those stories and bring the characters in? Or is it something different like what what is the biggest thing that you struggle with right now as an indie author uh you know to be honest there are there's there's lots of little struggles but I try not to focus on them too much probably so there's definitely there's always imposter syndrome but I also it's probably not my biggest struggle my biggest one's probably actually time my time management and fitting writing in. So I've got a couple of um, things that just make it a little bit trickier in that. So I do have a full-time job and by full-time, I mean, it's encroaches on weekends, holidays, evenings. It's, it's all the freaking time sure. on top of doing a podcast. And, and I don't have to worry about kids, but I, I have four cats and they tend to be my, instead of cat, kids. So and a husband. And so I find the time is really tricky. And then, which all makes sense, but at the beginning of this year, I was diagnosed with adult ADHD or ADHD, but as an adult. And it totally makes sense to me now why it's so hard at times to get my butt in the chair and to get the writing done and how I've got to really even though I'm excited and I really love writing, I have to almost trick myself or make use of different different apps or NaNoWriMo is brilliant. NaNoWriMo is so good for me, just that whole kind of energy around sitting down for a month and really just going hard with writing. But it's not, so I struggle with, I'm not an everyday writer. As much as I have been for at times and have tried, and I also really struggle with short spurts of writing. 
Like so many people are like, oh, you know, when you've got 15 minutes here or there, just get a couple of lines down. Like, yeah, that, that's not the way my brain works. I need a big chunk of time. And then thanks to ADHD, I can go into hyper-focus mm-hmm. and I can write forever. But it takes me a bit to get to get into that. So I need like half an hour or an hour to get into that. And then I can be writing for hours and hours. But if I'm expected to try and put something down in 15 minutes or even 20, I'm not really going to get much done. So Plus for ADHD that you're already kind of overwhelmed with all the different things that are coming at you. Mm. So when you're trying to add one more thing and fit it into a smaller space, it's like, but I already have all these other things that are already on my mind and they're already in motion and they already have this thing that's going and it's hard to just like switch gears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. And of course, um, I think similar to you as well is I'm super multi-passionate and I want to do all the things and I want to do all the things now. And so that, that's really tricky trying to juggle everything as well. So I that's agree. probably, yeah, my biggest struggle. And so what I'm trying to work on, because this is a mindset thing and a manifestation thing, is I'm needing to change my language really around about, I'm forever saying, oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have time. I don't, you know, and that's just creating no time. So it's, I'm working at the moment on trying to change my language around having, you know, I have as much time as I need to get the things I, I want done, or I have plenty of time and also making things easy as well. Like uh, the, this, this book's really easy to write. It's flowing easily. It's coming to me easily. Every time I sit down, the words are just there. I'm getting lots written. So trying to really bring a lot more positivity around the fact that, yeah, time management's probably yeah, my Achilles heel a little bit. <laughs> I feel you on that a little bit. I have right now. I have two stories that I'm literally having to get written. <laughs> one is a, a short story, so that one's not as terrible. But uh, the other one is the the next book of my series. I'm literally like my focus, my brain is not even in that right now. It's all been mm-hmm. going to the Millionaire Author Challenge and everything that's kind of gone on with that, and I'm loving it so much. And so it's like, yeah. On one side, I'm, I'm going, okay, well, I've already made commitments to both of these stories. They both have deadlines <laughs> that are looming. So they do have to come about. But at the same time, like my passion right now is just so into this millionaire author mindset and everything that's kind of coming w- about with that. So I, I feel you completely because, <laughs> the, the, and then this, t- this week has just been so much fun because I've had interviews going all week. Like you and I yeah. talked on Monday already yeah. I was on your podcast, which is just amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me over there. So and much fun. Oh, and I've had uh, other interviews this week. And then mm. we've had like the, the coaching call for rapid release roadmap was on Wednesday. And it was just so much fun to get into it. But of course, all of those fun calls means no writing gets done either. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I completely understand that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you love most about writing? Like, what is the thing that you are just the most passionate about when you sit in the chair and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this thing. What it, What is it? Ooh, that's such a good question because I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. Like, so I love words. I love words and I love how they can come together in a sentence or in a paragraph or something like that. And it's almost, they hold their own rhythm. They hold their own cadence. They, you know, they can just carry so much and, and metaphor and everything. And so that's why sometimes my work tends a little bit more towards the literary because I really love delving into the language. But then there's also, so with my novels in particular, I'm definitely of the NaNoWriMo mindset, 
where it's get those words on the page and don't even worry what kind of crap's coming out, just get them down. Yes. And so, yeah, so it's pushing away that inner editor and that, but it's that, it's that discovery really. It's that as you're writing and the story's starting to unfold and you get to know your characters and then the things they're doing, it's like you're, I don't know, kind of spying on somebody's inner world and I was just going to say you're like the observer to what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, but it it's amazing because it it gets it helps you learn a lot about yourself as well in a way because sometimes even with the villains and that that you create and you're kind of getting into their mind and it's nothing like you are in real life or ever want to be anything like that, but it does show you your shadows as well. Like it it does get you kind of thinking a little bit more about how your brain works or how sometimes you know, the brains of other people work and why you might have clashes with people, but your characters can kind of give you insights as to why they think like that, why they act like that. It's, I guess it's like, it's a learning experience. Every time you sit down to write, you're tapping into something greater and there's just such a wealth of learning that can come out of it. Oh, absolutely. I hope that makes sense. I'm not quite yeah. sure. But no, it totally does. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I was just thinking about for, for me, it's so cool when you can, what's the word? There's a, there's an actual term for it where it's like the unreliable narrator, because when you're sitting mm-hmm. down, you can be guiding the reader towards thinking a certain way about a character, knowing how their inner working is different. Mm-hmm. And that includes villains. Um, I have a series that the Panamas Chronicles where the villain, like you, you end up realizing that he was never meant to be a villain in the first place, that all the things that he's done and, and the things that he's created, all the, the chaos and like bad things that have come about are all from like based off of pain. So he, he has this like yeah. core pain that's just really radiated outward and it, it has not had anywhere else to go other than that. And so by the end of the series, you're like, oh, I can see now why, why villains come about. Mm. I can see why good people could still do bad things. And, you know, we think they're villains, but they're not necessarily. I love the dichotomy of that. Yeah. Playing with that. Yes. I absolutely love that. And I I really do try and bring that into my stories as well, is that every good person has a darker side and every dark, you know, well, not dark person, but, you know, every person that, yeah, we we see as a villain has has that good side to them as well there's a quote and I wrote it down because I just in case this came up because I just absolutely adore this quote and it so just resonates with what I write and it's it's been attributed to Banksy and David Foster Wallace and a whole lot of different people so I'm not quite sure who it originally came from but David Foster Wallace tuned it about fiction and he said good fiction's job is to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable and I totally get that. It's for me, I want my writing to get people feeling and thinking about the world themselves and other people a bit differently to yes. whether it's shocking them into considering different points of view or yeah. So I, I absolutely do. I want to, those people that are kind of suffering in life, I want through the darkness that kind of comes through in some of my stories and the gothic fiction and that, you know, if you can believe in the monsters and that, then you can believe that there's also miracles and goodness. And so I'm hoping that helps those people who are 
kind of suffering a bit. And then for those people who are just going along all happy in their lives, well, I'm here just to shake you up and say, hey, there's more. Yes. <laughs> Let's think about things a little deeper, shall we? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And I love the layers of it too, because like you said, depending on where your perception is at, it's going to hit you in a different way. Mm. And so that's, yeah. that's really powerful when you can write stories that can do that, because there are so many authors out there who, you know, and it's the way they write fiction is perfectly fine if they're just doing mm. it, you know, with a, a template and they're just kind of going along and doing their thing, but it's still going to be hitting the reader slightly differently. Yeah. I mean, even if they're not intending for it to happen, it's still every reader who reads it has a different perception of their world. And so there's always going to be these different variances that are happening. And it's just really fascinating. I love that. I agree. I love that too. And it's why I've always said to people, you need to celebrate those one-star reviews or those two-star reviews or those ones that really kind of tear your working apart because we all know that getting reviews is hard enough as it is. So to get anybody to leave a review is sometimes can be a little bit tricky. But if somebody has disliked your work for some reason, so much so that they go to the effort and it's not a big effort, but they, they take that time and they write a scathing review Well, you've hit them in the feels somehow. Absolutely. So your writing has had power to it and it might not be, you know, how you wanted it to hit them, but you've still made them feel, even yeah. if it's anger, you've made them feel. And so that is where you can celebrate. If you think about it from the emotional scales too, you never know if, if they were sitting in grief or they were in despair and now they're angry, that's actually up the emotional scales. And so that's true. That's, that's helping them kind of lift themselves up a little bit. So that's a great, a great thing. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's, that's one of my things too, is that we, we need to, as indie authors, as any kind of creatives, we need to celebrate everything, everything we can, we need to find the positive and twist it around so that we're celebrating it, that we're showing our gratitude to the universe for it and that we can see the positive. So. Well, speaking of all of that, so you have created this awesome podcast called Alchemy for Authors. So can you tell my audience a little bit about how that concept got started and what's a little bit unique and different about it? <laughs> oh, thank you. So yeah, Alchemy for Authors. It was an idea that had been in my mind for quite a few years because so finally, when I pushed myself into the real author journey of actually writing and publishing books, I kept coming across, so I was doing lots of research, listening to lots of podcasts and on lots of, you know, awesome Facebook groups and all that. And there are so many people out there who are just always saying, oh, it's so hard to be an author and you're never going to make any money. You know, even people in these groups, but they're real Debbie Downers about the whole you know, everything's so hard and, and you're not going to make any money until you've got this many books out and, and, and yeah. And I'm just like, you know what, just to be a bit of a contrarian, but what if it wasn't hard? What if it's just not as hard as we have led ourselves to believe or society has led or encouraged us to believe? And so I got thinking about the role of mindset and manifestation in the author world and how maybe that can actually help us fine-tune what it is that we want in a writer life so that we're not just creating a career but we're creating a life around our writing and that looks differently for everybody so some people want to be millionaire authors right some people right. want to be millionaire authors lying on the beach writing their novels you know all that 
Some people don't. Some people love their day jobs, don't want to get rid of that and just want the sideline where they're actually just creating um, new worlds and everything and putting their books out there. And it's a little bit of extra cash in their pocket. Everybody's idea of what their ideal writing life is, is completely different. Some people want to win the awards. Other people don't care and they just want to, I don't know, give away their books or make money for charity or something like that. And so I started thinking about mindset and manifestation and how we can use that to really fine tune our ideal writing careers and writing lives. And because I had used or had to really use quite a bit of that in my own kind of journey over the last couple of years, it all just made sense to me. And I wasn't seeing a lot of it done. I hadn't come across you. You were not even in my circle. And so I was so (laughs) blown away when I came across your podcast and and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, you've been out there this whole time. And I didn't even know, but you were totally, you know, sharing those messages that I want to also share and getting people just to think about their writing as something bigger than just a money earner. And that we can speed things up if we desire to, or we can slow things down with the way that we think. And yeah, so Alchemy for Authors, I really just, it was to fill a void for myself. It was to, it's what I wish that I had had right at the very beginning, that kind of encouraging encouragement that you can do this and it doesn't have to be hard. And there are success stories all around you. And there are success stories everywhere of people or or unicorns, if you want to call them that, who are just, they're in that right frame of mind and right alignment that they are creating their ideal writing lives almost instantaneously or with the release of their first book or their second book. Other people, it takes a hundred books and that's cool too, but it's about finding those tools and techniques that maybe can help us get to where we personally want to be faster and yeah, with, with less struggle. Let's make it easy. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked our friend Emma uh, yesterday. So oh. why a podcast instead of like a blog or whatever? What, what was it about a podcast that really called to you? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's because, so at the time or over for quite a few years, I had quite a bit of a commute. And so I was listening to podcasts all the time. And so, so much of my learning about the author world and author community was through listening to podcasts. Just being as busy as I was, I couldn't fit any more reading into my life, you know, because I was reading for pleasure or reading for research and everything like that, that a blog just, yeah, I didn't want to take away by doing more writing for blogs and that than focusing on writing for my books. And yeah, I'm not quite sure. In the end, it came. So, this was an idea that had just been kind of percolating in the back of my mind for quite a while. And then, through a strange alignment of the planets or whatnot, at the end of last year, as there was kind of a bit of change going on in my life anyway, there was a course through Kathy Heller. I'm not sure if you've heard of, mm-hmm. yeah, she's had a podcast. She now calls it the Kathy Heller Show, and it used to be called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And so I was an avid listener of hers. She just has a lot to do with, again, manifestation and positive mindset and following your passions and creating lives from your passions. And so there was an opportunity. She was doing launching a podcast course. 
and um yeah it was a, a weird turn of events and unusual kind of pushes from the universe that led me to to do it and that was in October last year and then it was just yeah I can't not do I can't not do this right do you find yeah. that it's just so much fun too to finally like I, I know when I started this podcast it was kind of like I didn't quite know how it was going to go or what it was I was trying to say at first. Like I, I really scripted and made sure that I understood what I was going to say beforehand. So it was almost like blogging and then going ahead and, and podcasting. Yeah. But it's evolved obviously over the years to the point where it's like, now I understand more what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get out. And like, I don't know if my throat chakra needed to open. I have no idea, but I, now I, it's like, I can just like spew out whatever I need to spew out without having to put as much effort into it. Do you feel like um, being able to, to speak through your words and kind of get through those thoughts in that way is, is beneficial to you versus the writing part of it? Or do you like the writing part? How do you, how do you go about your podcast? Well, so it surprises me actually how much I do love talking. I didn't realize because I'm such an, <laughs> I'm such an introvert, like in, in normal life, you know, I can be really quiet and shy at times. And then all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know what it is, but even with my solo episodes, I usually have, you know, a few notes, but then I can talk for forever. And it's probably a bit rambly in that at the moment, you know, I, I, I know things will get better as I go along and all that practice and everything. But there's definitely something to be said with being able to use your voice. It's just another way of putting your words out there. Yeah. The best, the best part though of this podcast, of, of having my podcast has absolutely been chatting with other people like I've just absolutely loved I love interviewing people and listening to them and learning learning from them I mean this this is so cool I kind of feel like um I kind of feel a bit selfish with this podcast because it's purely what well, feels a lot like it's just really for me so I can learn from people and so I can steal all their cool ideas and <laughs> yeah like so there's a little bit of a selfish thing here, but it is just so much fun. So much fun. Oh, it really is. Yeah. And it, what's so cool is that like, once you realize that you can interview other people, I know it took, mm. it took me a while to finally get to that point with the author revolution podcast. I mean, I had a couple of guests on, but it wasn't like, I wasn't stepping out of my comfort zone, you know, asking, you know, Mark Dawson or anybody to come. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Not at first anyway. And um, I remember when David, David Gahran uh, said yes to come on the podcast, that was like the tipping point for me where I was like, okay, the, I can do this. I can interview other people about this thing. And, and when you get to interview people who are in this industry and who have been doing unique, cool things in ways that you haven't either tapped into yet, or you want to learn more from, it does, it feels so magical. Like you're almost getting a one-on-one -on -one coaching lesson from these people because yeah. they're coming on your podcast and giving such value to your listeners. I mean, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. It gives me the same buzz that writing does like, and it just, it's, it's amazing how writing and podcasting for me, but I, I'm sure it's for anybody that's doing those things that actually does light them up. It is so life-changing. I have so much more confidence now than I ever have. I'm not so stuck in imposter syndrome. Like it definitely, it definitely comes up. And usually when I first sit down to edit any episode on the podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, listen to my voice. It's hard. Like, yeah. I have real <laughs> hangups with my voice, but that's okay. Oh my yeah. goodness. Why? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I think we're always, you know, a little bit tough on ourselves with that, but it really does putting yourself out there and putting your words out there, whether 
people hear them or not, there is something magic for having the ability to be able to do that, having the opportunity to be able to do that. So many people don't have the opportunity to share their words. And so I feel really fortunate that I am able to just from my circumstances that I've been born into and everything else, you know, I have that and the country that I live in and everything, I have that opportunity to share my words, whether through writing or through podcasting with people all around the world. It's just, it's mind blowing. Like it's just amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So speaking of that, you and I both share this love of law of attraction and kind of manifestation Mm. stuff. It's such a fun place to be. And I think that that's the name uh, Alchemy for Authors, which ironically, I'll have to talk to you about this um, later on, but I have started like a meditation side of Author Revolution called Author Alchemy. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a website that literally has nothing on it other than the one meditation. And so it was so interesting when I saw your podcast, I was like, this is so cool. It's like, we are going to be good friends. <laughs> uh, I, honestly. And so that is, that is really key too. And I really hope um, people can really take this on board, but yeah. So when I stumbled across, so I already had my podcast going and everything, and it was already, you know, in the works and that, and then I stumbled across you and your podcast and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're doing what I want to do. And now you've got these amazing like manifestation courses and that for authors that you're coming out with and everything. And yet there's a zero like jealousy or anything like that. I am, you know, there's just none of that. There's like, oh my gosh, somebody else is also spreading the word and doing this thing. And so right? I am so, yeah, I'm so excited. And I've always believed that, you know, if we have an idea, if we have something that really speaks to us, then we, we need to do it. And it doesn't matter if other people are doing something similar because our voices in that are so you know, are so different. We have different things to say and different ways to come about things that I'm, I'm super psyched that I'm not alone in this world. And I've actually, not just yourself, but just recently I interviewed another wonderful person who's also on this journey and she's a book coach, but her focus is, or sorry, an author coach. And her focus is purely mindset and using the law of attraction and manifestation. I love it. And yeah, just all these people all of a sudden coming out of, you know, that I'm stumbling upon now that I'm on this path. So it's fantastic. Alike energies are attracted to alike energies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's cool. So cool. Almost like there's something to that. (laughs) Mm, I wonder. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's something that any author can really kind of take on board too, is that that concept Mm. that we can have so many things like there can be a bazillion different people writing in the same genre we're writing in. And that's a good thing because that means there's an audience for it. It means there's people who are listening to it and looking for it and, and trying to get more information. And there, we never have, I've never believed that we have competition other than ourselves yesterday. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Totally, totally agree with you there. Like we need more people doing the same things as us because we can work together. We can, you know, if you're, if your desire is, really authentic to help other people, then that's a bonus that other people are doing what you're doing. Absolutely. No, so, it's, like yeah. it's like a grid, like an energy grid that you can start building outward and start making it more powerful. Yeah, exactly. So I'm totally psyched about that. And you're totally going to have to tell me more about your, yeah, <laughs> and it author alchemy. <laughs> yeah. It was literally just to, to put a plate, like to create a place for meditations. It was before the millionaire author uh, idea yeah. ever existed. And so for me, it was more like, okay, where can I put some of my more 
metaphysical new agey type mm. stuff. Like I needed a place for it and I didn't quite know what to do with it. And so literally I created one meditation. It's up on my YouTube channel as well. And that's it. And so it was meant to just house like the, the more meditation type stuff. And that's as far as I, I went with it because it was like, maybe it'll just kind of merge then into what I'm, I don't know. So it's like, it's so fun how you like create something. Yeah. You're not sure where it's going to go or how it's going to go. And it evolves slightly into something else. And so, but I just thought it was interesting that verbiage wise, we mm. feel very similar. Yeah. Things. Isn't that weird? It took me, I spent a long time kind of researching. I knew I wanted the word alchemy. I, well, I thought I did just because, you know, it's that transformation. It's that changing things up and that creation. And yeah, so I did a lot of kind of research into it before I really settled, but it just felt right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I think it, well, it's, it's got that magic vibe to it. And it's mm, that, it does, you know, and I, like you said, the, the transformation and, and transmutation almost, yeah. it's, it's such a neat word. I love it. Yeah. So cool. One. Great <laughs> minds. Think alike, obviously. obviously. <laughs> right. Reiki masters. How weird. Like, I know. Think like. <laughs> wow. I know. Right. That's <laughs> so strange. Oh, yeah. too cool. <laughs> Obviously, we've mm. covered a lot today. So where can my audience go if they want to find more about you, your books, and your podcast? Yeah. So my central site is just my website, which is just joebuer.com. Um, so that's J-O-B-U-E-R.com. And so that has links to all my books and that. I'm in the process of just revamping it a little bit. At the moment, it's also my kind of main place for my podcast as well. So there's links there that go say uh, specifically alchemy for authors. And I think if you, I think it's actually, if you type in alchemy for authors, I think it takes you to the website as well. And yeah, so my podcast episodes are there, but you can also listen to them on any platform. And And yeah, guys, so good. Oh, thank you. Thank (laughs) you. And yeah, I'm also on Instagram too. And I really enjoy Instagram. So I'm just Joe Buer author or at Joe Buer author. And yeah, so love connecting with people. So yeah, it's cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing everything that you have today. I appreciate it so much. Oh, I've had so much fun. I could just talk to you forever. So we'll have to do this again. It's just been so much fun. I thank you so much. I agree. <laughs> yes. So good. Thank you. Oh my gosh, guys. Okay. So even when I was recording this podcast episode with Joe, I got off of our Zoom meeting and I was just like, blown away, honestly, with how similar she and I are and how many interests that we share and how interesting her journey has been to get to where she's at. So what I want you to be thinking about today is when you're delving into something and you're really passionate about it and you're trying to do stuff that is really interesting to you, sometimes we're a little bit scared because we've had stories from our past. We've been told that things like writing won't earn money. We, we've been told that it's going to take you X number of books to get paid for your writing or whatever. Ultimately, it comes down to our mindsets. And why can't it be easy? I love how Joe put it where she was talking about how let's put a little more ease into our author careers. Let's make it easier rather than it always having to be so hard or having to take so long. I think all of us are capable of making it last however long we actually want it to last. And we've talked about Parkinson's law, but I think it also applies to our author careers when we think about it. So 
whether it takes us 22 to 28 books to get to the point of earning money or whether it takes three, it all comes down to what we believe and we desire that we are able to get, right? If we desire it and then we believe that it's ours, it can be accomplished no matter when, no matter how. So I hope that you are taking what Joe said and learning from her experiences. I hope you're heading over to the Alchemy for Authors podcast and giving it a subscribe and following it because it's a fantastic resource to be able to learn more about manifestation for authors. And overall, I just want you to be walking away from this podcast episode, number one, knowing more about Joe and what she does because she's amazing, but also knowing that when you're in a position where you're feeling fear around your author career, or you're feeling like you want to do it, but you're not sure how to get there, or you, you have some resistance to making it big or to going further, just know that this is your life, that you don't have to live it in fear. And sometimes it's okay to just let what others think drop away and just go for what you feel called for in your heart and move forward with it. So if you're interested in today's podcast transcript, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 138. You can download the transcript there. I will also make sure to include links to all of the things that we discussed today, including Joe's books, the Alchemy for Authors podcast, and I'll even include the link for the episode that I was in, which was so much fun to record. And if you've got any questions, obviously always reach out and follow me. We can connect either on Instagram, on TikTok, or of course, Facebook. I'm on all of these platforms. One of the things that is really coming to light for me when it comes to what I've been held back by, and Joe really inspired me to kind of think differently about this, is my own like social media growth is the thing that kind of kept coming up for me. What am I holding myself back on? So if you are looking to get a little bit more insights or get updated on some of the things that are happening, head over to any of the social media platforms and give me a follow. The ones that I'm working most on growing is TikTok and Instagram. Those are the two that are the big ones. And both of them, you can find me at Millionaire Author Coach on both of those platforms. So give me a follow, say hello. We'll have some like dialogue going on. You can DM me, we can have a chat. It's one of the things that I want to do is really kind of engage more with the community and to be a part of things in a much bigger way this year because I have had the opportunity to focus a lot on my content creation, but now's the time I want to start expanding outward. I want to start having more conversations like this and I want to talk to more of you. Also, in July, there's something big coming. So if you are hearing this podcast episode before July 1st, just know that there is something awesome in the works. It's going to be called Independence Month. So Independence Month. And I figure we need something to actually celebrate for July. It's been kind of a weird uh, couple of weeks here. So rather than just focusing on like the July 4th, as we know it, we're going to have an Independence Month. Yeah. (laughs) So stay tuned for more information on that. And in the meantime, I want you to know that anything you want to do, anything at all is possible. You are loved. You are worthy. You can make this easy and go forth and start your author revolution.
This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.